Good morning, family. Happy 23rd of November. Hope you're well. Let us open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Our first reading for today is in the Daily Reflections. It's called, Hold Your Face to the Light, November 23rd. Believe more deeply, hold your face to the light, even though, for the moment, you do not see, as Bill sees it, page 3. Believe more deeply, hold your face up to the light, even though, for the moment, you do not see, as Bill sees it, page 3. One Saturday in October, during my morning meditation, I glanced out the window at the ash tree in our front yard. At once, I was overwhelmed by its magnificent golden color. As I stared in awe at God's work of art, the leaves began to fall, and within minutes, the branches were bare. Sadness came over me as I thought of the winter months ahead. But just as I was reflecting on autumn's annual process, God's message came through, like the trees stripped of their leaves in the fall, sprout new blossoms in the spring. I had had my compulsive, selfish ways removed by God in order for me to blossom into a sober, joyful member of AA. Thank you, God, for the changing seasons and for my ever-changing life. Well, Fernando, I am in recovery. Uh, I used to have a sponsor. They used to say, uh, "Keep your keep your sights up, keep your sights up." And if I stare into and believe more deeply and hold my face to the light, um, that same stuff will fall off of me. The the hurts the disappointments, the anger, the anxiety, especially if I have my bare feet on the grass and I go, um, you know, there's a certain sound that's coming out of the earth, um, a vibration. I'm, I'm kidding. Some of them won't, some of us won't be able to do that. Our neighbors are passing all over the place. But the reality is that we can uh, bring appreciation with our eyes, with our sight, but we have to go to the light first. First, we have to go and believe more deeply and hold our face into reading, either into reading a lot and get out of ourselves that those leaves of self-pity, of uh, hurts, you know, every year when my mama passed away, just about every year for about seven years, I used to mourn about that time. And I was, and people can hear it. I can hear it when I would read. I can hear it in my, uh, in my voice and my emotions. And then the sadness would go away. Uh, it's usually right before springtime, around April, my mama passed away, or April or spring was coming. So I notice, like, know yourself, understand and know yourself. 
that. You know, we were created. We, we caught emotional uh, situations. So the key is balance, folks. Balance for us. Balance. Clap our hands and know we're going through something. Don't throw uh, the baby out with the bathwater, as they say, or the ideas out. Good will happen if we, uh, and it, it is like now, you're considering these words. All right, remember, get out there and let's give them heaven. Remember, those people out there don't have program. When I say give them heaven, I'm saying give them program. Give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, even if they're knuckleheads, give them program. Forgive them. Let it go. Not that big of a deal. Like one speaker said, we're not here that long to be uh, festering. We are receiving uh, the good side of things. All right, let's go ahead and pray the Our Father, and we'll go into our our next reading, which is a little 24-hour book, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. You know, I was... uh, Oh, I got another talk, another another thought came in and went. But the idea is balance, folks. When we appreciate, when we appreciate our program, you know, we can take appreciation with our eyes, and everything we look at for that day will be with uh, gratitude and appreciation. And you know how those leaves fell off the tree. Well, the guy was probably feeling sorry for himself and, and the tree wanted to felt that sadness already inside the person. So the, the, it helped the leaves fall off. Do you think the molecules? Science would tell you that that's true. Science would tell you that as soon as that person looked at the tree, the way he was feeling since he's made in God's image, uh, he affected those leaves to fall off easier. So when we put our face to the light and we look at somebody with brilliancy, brilliant eyes, eyes that have got on their knees, said, said to our Father, acknowledge that they're going give, to give them program, give them heaven. They're going to have eyes of appreciation and the other people are going to pick up. They're going to have the eyes of forgiveness and love and the other people are going to pick up. And they're going to blossom right in front of us. Or they'll come and tell us their problem because we're pulling their problems away from them. Have you ever had someone like that? They'll just open up in front of you. And you remember, why they're, they're dumping on me? And you realize that you're being in service. You're being of service. They feel comfortable with you. They, they feel non-threatening. And they feel you can take their pain. They don't know that, but that's what you're doing. That's what we're doing. I love you. Thank you for listening to me. I appreciate you. I pray that you be, be that sharp knife, you know, that iron sharpens iron. 
or that sh- that strong five pound, ten pound hammer and be able to change and break things that are not right. I'm talking about balance, folks. Okay, um, reading of 24-hour little book here. I no longer refuse to do anything because I cannot do it perfect to perfection. Many of us alcoholics use the excuse of not being able to excuse me, to do something perfectly to enable us to do nothing at all. We pretend to be perfectionists. We are good at telling people how a thing should be done. But when we come to the effort of doing it ourselves, we balk. We say to ourselves, I might make a mistake, so I better let the whole thing slide. In AA, we set our goals high, but that does not prevent us from trying The mere fact that we will never fully reach these goals does not prevent us from doing the best we can. Have I stopped hiding behind the smokescreen of perfection? Folks, go for it, folks. Go for it. You'd be surprised how easily you can start achieving things. Meditation for the day. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Keep an undaunted spirit. Keep your spirit free and unconquered. You can be undefeated and untouched by failure and all its power. By letting your spirit overcome the world, rise above earth's turmoil into the secret chamber of perfect peace and confidence. When a challenge comes to you, remember you have God's help and nothing can wholly defeat you. Wow. Incredible promise, huh? Prayer for the day. I pray that I may have confidence and be of good cheer. I pray that I may not fear the power of failure. All right, let's go ahead and do our exercise this morning. Everybody, you got your you got your toes on? You got your fingers on? Your wrists? Okay, start moving them. You got your ears on? Let's give thanks for all these parts. You got your ears, your eyes. Let's thank God for our eyes. Let's thank God for all inside of us, our anatomy. We can move our necks. We can move our backs. We can raise our hands and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. We can do this. We can look up to the light and get some fire in us. Fire for the day. This is a thankful day and we need the energy. We need to stretch like a cat. Stretch and, and turn on all the lights inside the house. Fire it up. Fire up all the engines and so forth. Amen. And let's, let's just clap our hands and get out there and give them program. Give people program. Now, this is a direction. You still have to go park somewhere and get the 20, 30 minutes of re- reading in. Fire up all the engines inside our brains. I love you. God bless you. Give them heaven. Give them program. Praise Works, page 105, Reputation Attacked. I don't know how it started, but an ugly rumor was destroying my reputation. It was being spread all over my community, and the members of my congregation were hearing it everywhere. It was evident to me that they were thinking, where there is smoke, there must be fire. 
my church board asked me to meet with them and express their great concern over the things they were hearing about their pastor. The leaders of my denomination invited me to come and share with them the accusations being made about me. The rumors were such that there seemed to be no way of pinning them down. No one seemed to know where they originated. For weeks I went through real hell, daily and sometimes hourly. I gave it over to the Lord and promised I would trust Him to work it out. By the next day, I was wrestling with the problem again. It seemed to me that if God was going to let the rumor persist, I would get out of the ministry for good, and yet I knew God had called me to preach. The more I tried to decide what to do, the more confused I became. Then a dear brother brought me your two books, Prison of Praise and Power and Praise. He said, if anyone ever needed these books, you do. Reading books didn't appeal to me at that time, but I agreed to look at them. After a few pages, my attention was so captured that I couldn't put the books down. By the last page, I knew what I had to be done. I couldn't merely accept the problem. I had to praise God for it. This, I confess, was a real battle for me, For, but God helped me, and I was able to honestly thank Him for everything exactly as it was. At that very moment, God spoke to me more clearly than I had ever heard him speak before. He said, you had to be broken that you might be of better service to me. Now that you understand what it feels like, you are prepared to serve me in a new way. From that day on, miracles began to happen in my ministry that I had never seen before. People were healed healed and filled with the Holy Spirit in astounding ways. I could see people's attitudes towards me changing. They seemed to be saying, God wouldn't use you as he is if those rumors were true. Praise the Lord for re revealing true, uh, truth through you, the glorious truth of praise. My comments. As painful as it may be, God sometimes will permit Satan to destroy even our reputation. Jesus became of no reputation in order that he might suffer unjustly for our sake. We should not be surprised when we are shot at by arrows of accusation. Our human reason may insist that an unspotted reputation would be far more effective than one held in question. But God knows what he wants to do with us. There are people he wants to reach who would close their ears to anyone except the man or woman God is making out of you. He loves those people and wants to reach them regardless of what the cost may be. He permitted, permitted his own son to die a shameful death on the cross between two thieves. And he will permit you and me to endure whatever he knows will help others. Our praise and trust open wide the door for him to use us according to his plan. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong and firm and steadfast. First Peter 5.10
Our next story is My Wife Left Me. Since I read your books, I have been trying to thank God that my wife left me. But I can't do it. Every time I think about her, I do nothing but cry. I'm getting less and less able to do my work, and I don't even care. I seldom eat a full meal, and I am never hungry. How can I be thankful that I feel so terrible? I am not able to help anyone else, and I would like to use my life for something worthwhile. When my wife first left me, friends told me I would get over it with time. But time is making me worse. I love my wife, and the longer she is gone, the more I miss her. Shouldn't people who love someone be sad when they leave? There are many times that I do wrong, but I don't feel wrong about missing my wife. Do you think I am wrong? You help many people. Can you help me? The answer comes back by Marilyn Carruthers. Yes, you are wrong, my friend. You are permitting Satan to destroy you. You believe your sorrow is right, so you carefully hold on to it. When you realize that it is wrong, you will let go of it and God will give you a new life. It is wrong to doubt God regardless of the circumstances. It may be natural not to want pain of any kind, just as it is natural not to want separation from someone you love. But even Jesus learned obedience by the things which he suffered, Hebrews 5.8. If you want your situation to be used by God to bless you and others, begin to thank him that your wife is gone. At first, it may seem impossible, but do your best and God will honor that. He only requires you to do what you are able to do. It isn't your wife's departure that is killing you. It is your own reaction to it. God permits you to react however you choose, but he will give you peace if you will thank him that everything is just as it is and trust him to work good out of it exactly as he promised. What good? Only he knows the good that needs to be done, and this must be left to him. I will be in prayer with you, with the Holy Spirit, will help you to believe that God is with you and has a perfect plan for your life. He wrote again, When I received your letter, my reactions were, You're nuts. You are nuts. I kept on feeling sorry for myself. But your prayers must have gone through. I went back and reread Power and Praise again and decided to give praise a good try. At first, I felt like a real hypocrite. But once I got started, I knew I had to either make it that time or I would never try it again. I kept saying, thank you, God. After a while, I could tell that I was feeling a little better. When I was convinced that I was a little better, I got excited. God was actually doing something former. You were right. My self-pity gradually left. I saw that I needed God much more than I needed my wife. I still love her and want her, but I am learning that it may mean to need God. But I am learning what it means to need God, too. He has a plan for my life. So I am going to enjoy finding out what it is. 
Several times lately, I've seen an opportunity to do something for someone else, and I actually enjoy doing it. When I was crying like a baby, I thought only of myself. It is like I was in a fog, and I am now starting to see the sunshine. Please keep praying for me. God must have more things he wants to do in me. My comments. I It will take a lifetime for God to complete his plan for our lives. When that plan is completed, we are then ready for heaven. In heaven, we will be relieved of all our problems. But here on earth, we need to experience whatever suffering will fit us for the eternal plan he has for us. Each of us is being prepared to serve him in our own special way for all eternity. God could have started our eternity in heaven with the angels, but we were to come here first and learn whatever we need to know. If we choose to grumble and fight against his will for us, we will be like the man who beats his head against a stone wall. That really isn't the purpose for a wall. Doubting God isn't the purpose for life either. I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Job 42.2 NIV Polio I deeply appreciated your letter and I am sorry I didn't acknowledge it sooner. I have read and reread it many times. I had always thought I was a good Christian, Catholic, but until I read your books, I did not have the faith I have now. I have prayed to God for over 50 years, but I don't believe that I ever praised him for my infirmities before. I had polio at the age of two. I know that polio made me a stronger person as I had to struggle for many things. God has blessed me in many ways, and now I am thanking him for my infirmity as well as asking him to heal me. I have been attending prayer meetings and have discovered that by praying with others, I have become closer to God. Since your letters, I have the faith and the confidence that someday he will heal my leg. I feel it so strongly. At two of the prayer meetings, I felt his closeness, and for the first time, I actually have had tears in my eyes. After my husband's death, leaving me with two young sons to raise, I withheld tears so long that I didn't think it was possible for them to start coming again. My work is more pleasant, too. I can overlook gossip, unpleasantness in the surroundings, and just praise him. Thank you for writing to me, and many, and may God give you the strength to continue imparting faith to others. My comments. Tears have been shut off by some who have permitted grief to overcome them. Others in self-pity cry nearly continually. In either case, the sufferer is shutting off the peace of mind now enjoyed by the writer of this letter. The person guilty of self-pity often feels so completely justified in his sorrow that he highly resents anyone even thinking that his pain is self-imposed. It is easier to blame suffering on others than it is to accept responsibility and then permit God to do something about it. 
Problems caused by situations completely beyond our human control do not give us license to give in to the agony of self-pity. If we do so, we permit Satan to heap up pain upon us that God does not intend for us to bear. If we resist the temptation from Satan to drown ourselves in self-pity, God will abundantly reward us. Believe that his son was telling you the truth when he promised to supply all of your needs. Your faith in Christ opens the door for God to do whatever he desires to do in you. The writer of this letter is being transformed by her trust in God. Instead of keeping her eyes on the physical problem, she has realized the good that God is working in her. Her spirit is being healed by God and her joy is beginning to rise. She is being prepared for eternal life. Satan thought affliction would beat her down, but she has permitted her faith in God's goodness to actually cause the polio to work for her good. I praise the Lord for helping her to see the tremendous power there is in praise. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. James 4, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. John 14, King James. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we don't know whither thou goest. How can we know thy way? Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye have known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus said unto him, have I been so long with time with you, and yet you don't still don't know me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father, and how sayest thou, show us the Father? Believe thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he does the work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world see me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas said unto him, Not a scary Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? Jesus said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him. And I w- and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me, not keep not my sayings. And the word which you have heard is not mine, but the Father which sent me. These things I have spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I said unto you, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give, give it, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard now how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, For the prince of this world cometh and has nothing in me. But that the world may know that I love the Father, and as as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Chapter 15 I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth, that it may bring forth much more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abided in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. 
If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so you shall be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, <clears throat> that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hated you. Remember the word that I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now... They have no cloak for their sin. He that hated me hated my father also. If I had not done among them the works which no none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. And you also shall bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Chapter 16 These things I have spoken unto you, that you shall not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yeah, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he does God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said unto you, as the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask me, Whither goest thou? 
But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judge. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak. Chapter 17. Not yet. He will show you things to come. He will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that I, he shall take of mine, and sh shall show it unto you. A little while, and you shall not see me. And again a little while, and... You shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he said unto us? A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, you shall see me, and because I go to the Father. They said this, therefore, what is this that he said a little while? We cannot tell what he says. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and he said unto them, do you inquire among yourself of the, that I said a little while and you shall not see me and again a little while and you shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice and you shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned unto joy. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow because her hour is come, but as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born in the world. And you now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Here too have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs. But the time cometh when I shall not no more speak unto you in Proverbs. But I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say unto you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loveth you, because you have loved me, and have believed that I come from out from God. I came forth from the Father, and I'm come un into the world. Again I leave the world, and go to the Father. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. 
By this we believe that thou dost come forth from God. Jesus answered them, Thou you now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yeah, is now come that you shall be scattered, every man to his own home, and you shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Chapter 17 These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify the thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou had given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth, I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them to me, and they have kept thy word. Now, they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee, Holy Father. Keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I unto thee, and these things I speak in the world, that you, they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but that thou shouldst keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sake I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. 
that they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them, as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. For thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. And I have declared unto thee thy name, and I will declare it, that the love where thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. Greetings. Welcome to today's reading of Daily Reflections. No, excuse me. Limitless Love and Faith to Faith by Gloria and Kenneth Copeland. It's one of my favorite readings. I should have been doing this years ago. They got what I want. They got the airplane. They got the resources, pilot license, singing albums. You know, Kenneth Copeland sings. He's... When I first became a Christian, I had bought a a used Mercedes-Benz, and I switched over from fueling diesel at the nighttime and took a real estate course. Because of the 12-step program, I had power to change my life, focus, constructive imagination. And I picked up a new uh, associations, and one of the associations gave me a cassette of Kenny Copeland singing, He is Jehovah. And I remember bringing the, the car to the house, and it, the car was a maroon metal flake, beautiful, and it had a, a plunk, plunket stereo system. I put the cassette in, and I sang those songs while I waxed and wa- washed and waxed the car. And it took me to another, um, another state of appreciation in heaven. The sun hitting the car. I bought a house. I'm washing the car in front of the house. I'm a happy homeowner for the first time, around 25, 26 years old. I got income coming in. Um, The drink is is put away. Everything is looking rosy. Got youthfulness. I'm paying the district attorney, paying the IRS. I'm good with God. God is treating me really good. And then I took that cassette and I played it over and over again. I picked up the boys up Northern California. We went to Yosemite with that Mercedes and we stood there about 12 hours up and down all over the place. In one way, Yosemite, out the other way. They didn't get home till midnight, lost. But we played that song over and over again. My boys are men now. And that was over 40 years ago. And guess what? They, they love the music. They got Christ in their hearts. They're good kids. They're good men. Because of the 12-step program. Because I cried out to God. I said, help me, God. 
I need help. And the Father was there available to help me. So thank you, Father. Thank you for this uh, journey that we're on right now. Okay, now without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read Kenny Copeland's Faith to Faith for the day today. Daily Devotional. It's free on kcm.org. Today is by Gloria Copeland. Obey him in the little things. He who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. Luke 16.10, Amplified Bible. Have you ever wanted to take on some really big project in the kingdom of God, but the Lord just wouldn't seem to let you? If so, there's probably a good reason why. You can see what I'm talking about if you read about what God did with the children of Israel after he brought them out of Egypt. He wanted to take them on into the promised land, but before he could do it, God had to know if they would obey him. He had to know if they would listen to his voice, because if they didn't, the enemies they, they were about to face would wipe them out. So you know, do you know what he did? He tested them in a smaller matter. And Exodus 16.4 tells us about this simple test. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather it a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. God took a little insignificant matter, the food they ate, and used it to see if they would listen to him or not. He told them how much of it to gather, when to gather and when not to, and what to do with it after they brought it in. And the Israelites went right on and violated those simple instructions. They showed God by their actions that his voice was not important to them. They were not willing to obey even his simplest commands. God works the same way today. Before he sends you on a major mission, he gives you the opportunity to prove you can be trusted with small instructions. But many of us miss that opportunity. We pray, what do you want me to do, Lord? Where do you want me to go? I'll do anything you say. But then what the Lord says, I want you to get up and pray in the spirit one hour every morning. We fail to obey him. We say, oh yeah, that would be good. I ought to do that, but somehow we never quite get around to it. Don't make that mistake. Start today obeying God in the little things. Let him see that he can trust you out there in a place of much authority. Let him know you'll be faithful to his words and to the voice of his spirit. Once he knows you won't let disobedience wipe you out, He'll start sending bigger assignments your way. Additional reading is in Exodus chapter 1 to verse 28. Okie doke. Now let's go ahead and move to limitless love. A note. <clears throat> you know, for us, for me, the simple things that God asked me to do, is to get on my knees and pray. You know, that's the simple things I can do. The simple things that the obedience I can do, I can read the Bible. 
Those are the simple things I can do. What can I do? If my words abide in you, and you shall ask what you will, and it will be done unto you. I can get into the Bible in the morning. I can get into the Bible at noon and at noontime, at mid, at, uh, in the nighttime. Midnight. Last night I was up at midnight. So my flesh wants to get up and watch videos and be a little child. So I, uh, I got them to read four chapters of John and a, cu- a couple of chapters on book Miracle Praise Works. Praise Works. And then I put I put the little boy back to sleep, and guess what? I slept well. I slept even though I slept only about six hours. It's 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 uh, it's better than what it was before. All right, November twenty third. Here we go, family. God bless you. Limitless love. Let Jesus tough others through you. <laughs> Let Jesus touch others through you, not tough others. That would be good. Let Jesus tough others through you. I like that. You know, give them rhinoceros skins, you know, a little whipping. Get up and get on with it, man. Get on your knees, praise the Lord, speak in tongues. If you can't speak in tongues, sing hallelujah, hallelujah. And read your word out loud, record it into your smartphone. And then play it back when your kids are running around. Play it back and and uh, record your worship center, your worship. So when you are down and out and cast out or don't have time, play it back and get your spirit on the high rise. Now that little uh, nugget of gold came from God, came from the Lord. We're good to go, folks. We're in a good position, man. We're born again. We're saved. We have his promises. We're going to read early, uh, later with... Uh, where'd they go? Huh. Okay, I'll be reading this one right now. I'm thinking about uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2, 3, and 4. That study. Did I do it already? Let me let me finish this one. Here we go. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you receive, freely give. Matthew 7, 10, 7 and 8. Oh, I know what I did. I read Limitless Love in Spanish this morning, and I must have read the wrong date because it was about Peter. And I don't know where it's at. It's it's gone in cyberspace. I think that was uh, God's will for the Spanish-speaking community to read about Peter. Because I translated it from uh, from English to Spanish on my own to the my best of my ability. Here it is. Let me go ahead and do that. Uh, Limitless love. The truth will make you free. I like this for Thanksgiving. uh, Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And a lot of you have a lot of preparation to you to do. Uh, A lot of work to do. Cleaning house. People coming over. Spraying them with disinfectant. 
and just loving them and being there and making the pies and everything. God bless you. Thank you so much, mothers, for keeping uh, tradition and love alive for your hard efforts. Thank you for your hard efforts. And if you if you can't, we're here. We're a family. I'll, I'll eat some... Uh, uh, you eat some turkey for me, some uh, pie. All right, here we go. The truth will make you free by Gloria Copeland. Second Peter 1, 2 and 4 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According to his, his divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, Second Peter 1, 2 and 4. We have the love of Christ today, and the corruption does not contaminate us. We are immune to corruption. We are immune to to catastrophes. We, we're not lured there anymore. Amen. Gloria Copeland goes on to say, Do you ever long to be absolutely free of selfishness? Do you yearn to throw off every f fleshly bondage and hindrance so you can walk fully in love? It's amazing as it seems we can do it. Jesus told us how. If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. John 8, 31, 32. That's why again and again we must meditate on the truth in the word that tells us we've been made partakers of God's divine and loving nature. Woohoo! We must continually grow in our revelation of the fact that God loves us God love has been shed abroad in our hearts. The more fully and deeply we come to know that truth, the freer we will be. It simply doesn't work for us to try to free ourselves by our sheer human self-discipline from our unloving habits and behaviors. It doesn't work when, by the force of our own efforts, we try to make ourselves act nice. When we do that, we inevitably fail. We get frustrated and discouraged with ourselves. As a result, we end up more irritable and short-tempered than we were before. And boy, are we astonished. We act like that, huh? The only way we can truly succeed at walking in love is by drawing on the grace of God within us. The only way we can truly love like Jesus loved is by letting His nature which dwells within our reborn human spirits, flow out through us. The more we know about his nature, the more we can do that. As Peter, 2 Peter 1, 2 says, God's grace is multiplied to us through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. That's true in every area of the Christian life. We can receive something from God that we don't know about. We have to hear the truth about it. Then when we hear it, faith comes as we believe and begin to act on that truth. We see the power of it go to work in our lives. 
So dig into the word and find out more about the loving nature of God that abides in you. Meditate on it, confess it, and say it. God's love lives in me. God's love lives in me. Come on, let's go ahead and say it. God's love lives in me. God's love lives in me. Then begin to act by faith that that's true, and the bondages of the flesh will be shaken. You will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I'm Fernando. I've been a Christian since early 80s. I hit it running hard, really hard. I had a few bumps in the road here and there. Um, so, but the, the point I'm making is, in order to make this, this faith thing work and the love of God be shed in our hearts, for me, I would take that Second Peter and, uh, and start writing it on a legal pad, on a yellow pad, and writing that scripture over and over and, and memorize it. Take an hour over and over and don't go anywhere. And just force yourself to, to eat that scripture, to eat it, to think about it, to meditate upon it. Go ahead and just force your flesh to eat it, even if you throw it up. Keep pushing it down. Keep pushing it down. And guess what's going to happen? Faith is going gonna, gonna to burst out like a volcano. Believing is going to burst out. Your subconscious mind is going to continue to meditate on it all week long. It's going to be the greatest experience of your life by doing this because that that scripture is is full of so much benefits here here and the here now and benefits in from the heavens all around us it's it's so packed with information it boggles the imagination and it makes for right living this is the way we're to live guys and we're to live by the word of god Let's give it a chance. Let's plant it in our hearts. Why breed here, there, jump all over the place and everything? Let's get the scripture deep in our spirits for 2021. And we will see how a tree will be planted that for years to come, we'll be able to park under the tree in the shade in our hammock and bring others and grow the, with the peace of God that passes all understanding. I love you. God bless you. Give them heaven. And let me read Psalm 23 because today is the 23rd. Finish this off. I hope uh, you're not saying, this guy don't shut up. He just keeps talking and talking. Huh, really? Is that what you're thinking? Well... I heard that. I heard those thoughts you're thinking. I won't be long. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Uh, this is from the New Living Translation. You can go ahead and repeat it after me. Make it an affirmation. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides his peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths. 
bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the dark valley of death, I will not fear, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You welcome me as a guest, anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever and ever. All the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Give them heaven, family. God bless you.